<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hey folks, it's Matt Zachary and welcome to Vax On, a weekly segment of my podcast Out of Patience right here on the Offscript Media Network. Hey, I'm Alora Nanos. I'm a lawyer, a journalist, a mom of a teenage narcoleptic, and a professional big mouth. Lou and I go back 30 years as best friends, and we're here to have fun and bring you a layperson's guide to what the hell just happened this week in healthcare as America gets its vax on and shows COVID the door. Matt gets me. He knows I'm tired, annoyed, and sometimes pushed to the brink by the intense chaos of our lives right now. We're here together to learn, complain, and include you in the conversation. So join us on Twitter at VaxOnPod and share your stories and grievances using the hashtag VaxOn. Conspiracy theorists and haters shall be neutralized on site. All right, Matt, let's get at it. Matt, I'm so excited about today's show. What is today's show? Oh, wait, we're here. Vax on. Yes, Vax on. I'm just very, I don't know. We have a lot to talk about today, and they're like fun topics, a lot of fun topics to talk about. First, I need to know, though, before we get started, I know that your kids are back in school, and how's that going? They have been back in school for five consecutive days in a row. Actually, today is Tuesday, and they were in school today, so I'm going to go with seven consecutive days in a row as of this taping right now. That can all go to shit today, but fingers crossed. And are they loving it? They are so happy. It's amazing, isn't it? That the, the difference that it makes almost immediately? It, it's beyond immediately. Like like they were just all smiles and not being home. Like It's so obvious that, it's, that this is unsurprising, but at the same time, thank God they're back in school physically every day. Yeah, it's re- it's really important for them and it's it's wonderful. It's such a gift to see when they go back to get, you know, to see your child return to the sort of their normal state of exuberance. I feel like we need yeah, we're missing some words. Like the English language needs some words to explain like the dread <laughs> that we have that everything is going to shut down again. Yeah. Like we need a word that means that. Um you know, so it can, maybe you can get on the Webster people to invent that word. I'm just going through neologisms in my head right now. Yeah, like special, but it has to be like specifics of COVID, like the fear that you're going to get a phone call that everything is going to go back to shutdown or something like that. Schools closophobia. Yeah, seriously. We, That's a horrible do you get, thing um, to think about. <laughs> seriously, do you get the, the like email notifications from your school district? We get them like twice a week. Well, I, I fear the inbox that shows yeah. up like new email from Mrs. Lopez and uh-oh. It's yeah. only bad news. Right, right. And it always, you know, they always title, for in our district, they always title it like important COVID information. And it's almost like I fall for it every time. I'm like, oh, they're going to tell me something great. Like we're going back to full school days because we're just there for two hours. Right. And um, and every time they're like, the district regrets to inform you that two students have tested positive for COVID-19. We have followed all health precautions and everyone is self-quarantined. I'm like, you know what? Don't tell me. 
Do not tell me. Just go about your business. Let me know if I need to keep my kid home. The weirdest thing we had to explain to my kids were that they're doing random testing. And oh, they, they, they are? hate random testing. Like no one wants to be taken out of the class and poked and prodded and shoved back into the class randomly. I had to tell them. There's a chance that either one of you on any given day can be ripped out of your class sitting still because you can't walk around to the nurse's station, get a stick in your brain and hate it and then go back to class. And they don't they don't need your permission to test your child. Well, the way in which I'm to understand that is if you go in person, they get to do that. Oh, it's like an implied consent law. Yes. Oh, I didn't I didn't know that. We don't have that. They're not doing random testing in my district. I mean, if there are parents that don't want that nurse touching my kid, let alone if they have an injury for, you know, stupid. Uh, yeah, you can't be full time. You're remote that. only. So interesting, like the differences from district to district. Um, so I, <laughs> I had to share this anecdote with you today. Um, so you know that one of the things that I do in my many lives is that I prepare students to take the LSAT to get into law school. Yes. And because of COVID, they are not offering that particular standardized test in person, you have to take it at home remotely. So, and I don't know if they're doing this with other tests like the GMAT and the GRA, they, they may be, but I know that for this test, you have to take it at home in front of a computer. But to make sure that you're not in some way cheating, what they do is you take the test in front of a computer and you have a proctor who watches you the whole time and you're not allowed to leave the frame at all. Not at all. Wait, so there's someone cam spying on you. Yeah, the whole time. What if you don't have a webcam? No, then you can't take the test. You have to have a webcam. Wow, okay. Yeah, and you have to actually show them that you have to show them the whole room that you're in before you start the test. You have to show that no one is there. This is like OnlyFans for attorneys. It's like crazy, right? And you you have to show them if you're drinking something, the, the cup has to be clear and you have to show them the inside of the cup before you start. Is that like not insane? So there's no torts on the rim of the coffee cup? The thing is like the LSAT isn't even a test that you could really cheat on anyway. So it's such a weird thing that they're being so difficult. But I have to tell you this. So I have a student who prepared really hard to take her LSAT and she was ready and she was going to take it, COVID or not COVID, remote or not remote. She was ready and she is dedicated. And listen to this level of dedication that could only happen during a global pandemic. So you're not allowed to get up from the test at all. You can't stretch. You cannot leave the frame. Okay. You must sit right in front of the computer the whole time. And she was there and she was, and the test is like three hours long. So she took the test in the middle of the test. She had to pee. She wasn't allowed to get up. She just peed right on the floor during the test. Because, because <laughs> hashtag 2021. She called me afterwards and I said, how did the test go? And she said, well, I peed my pants. <laughs> and she said, I don't know if the proctor heard it because, you know, you have to have all like your speakers on. They have to know exactly what you're doing just as if they're in the room with you. And she said, that's the rule that we're going to make. I wasn't going to let it hold me back. Well, not just like bravo for peeing in your pants, but bravo for like sitting with pee in your pants for the <laughs> remainder of the LSATs. I was totally shocked, honestly. I, I mean, I've heard a lot of stories from students. This is one I have never heard. But of course, it's never come up before because this is not the way most people take tests. But because of the pandemic, you know, we have to have like all different crazy permutations of how things happen. And here was a person who she was dedicated and focused. I mean, laser focused, right? Like she was not letting anything distract her from her goal. I said to her, 
That mindset's going to take you far, honestly. You're going to look back. You're going to say, I was willing to just sacrifice even my own dignity to get into law school. I say bravo. But I I feel like- Wait, she should add that to her application to law school. I'm so dedicated to being a lawyer, I pissed my pants during the LSATs. <laughs> that's literally exactly what I told her. I said, Start right her the cover letter. That. Yeah, I said, that's your cover that. letter right yeah. there. Yeah, lead with that. <laughs> but it made me think, I wonder what other stories people have about like kind of a permutation of facts that could only happen because of the pandemic. Like this only happened because of the pandemic. I wonder what other crazy shit people are going through where they're in situations that they would never have been but for COVID. And now like they've either risen to new challenges or they've had crazy things happen to them. So I feel like, guys, you're listening. Please share your crazy COVID shit with us, knowing that there's somebody else out there that has experienced something crazier. If you pissed your pants (laughs) taking a graduate test (laughs) because you're under a OnlyFan cam stare from some proctor, we want to know. We do. I want to know. It was just too good not to share. It was like hashtag only COVID. (laughs) There you go. Only COVID. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I didn't disappoint, right? I'm impressed. (laughs) I thought, I feel like. Listeners, Elora was teasing me with this story for like the last four days and she would not give me a hint. (laughs) So I'm like live reacting to this. And you definitely did not guess that that's what I was going to tell you about. Who would guess I pissed my pants in the LSATs on purpose? (laughs) purpose. So great. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about is weddings are back. Weddings are back? Weddings are back. Well, in Florida, weddings never went away. Indeed. In Florida. We can't not pick on Florida every single episode. Yeah. There's some other Florida shit happening later today. Okay. Just teaser. (laughs) But yeah. So, I mean, we're starting to get uh, invited to weddings again. Lots of people I know had weddings that were postponed that had been scheduled for last spring or last summer. And the couple chose to postpone it. And, you know, they they put it off for a year and now their wedding is going to happen. And now as the restrictions are lightening, uh, you know, it seems practical to have it. But what's happening as a kind of side effect of weddings happening again is that they're not happening exactly as they used to because COVID is still something that we have to deal with. So I'm really interested seeing how different people are managing COVID concerns with their weddings. So either they are or they're not, right? It's going to be binary or there are people hybridizing their risk management. Yeah, there's all kinds of shit going on. So I'll tell you, like, I have friends that were supposed to get married last fall. They postponed the wedding to this summer. They're actually putting on their invitation. You can only come if you're vaccinated. See, I knew it. Vax only. Vax only wedding. And I'll tell you, as a guest at this wedding, I'm thrilled about it because I'm vaccinated. And now I feel like I can just go and act like this is a regular wedding, right? Like, you know, maybe I'll be still somewhat cautious, but I don't know that I'll need to wear a mask and I'll be very comfortable because everyone in the room is vaccinated. How does a couple like this go about confirming that their guests have been vaccinated or at the risk of making this a legal binding great adventure ticket, you're not going to die on the roller coaster by entering the park. Is it at risk? You're at your own risk to come to the wedding. So, you know, I think that's a really good question. And I asked them that. I said, how the hell are you going to guarantee that 
people really are vaccinated. And they kind of didn't really answer me on it. And I think, you know, I think the answer is it's going to be an honor system kind of thing. Mm. Now, these particular people that I know, they know most of the people who are coming. They know for a fact that they've been vaccinated because they're people that they're in touch with. So they remember when Aunt So-and-So had her appointment and how was she feeling and they checked in with her and all that. Um, Many of them, I think, you know, if they're friends on social media, they saw the person post the picture of getting vaccinated. So I don't know how far down that rabbit hole they're going to go in terms of checking in and making sure. I, I don't think that they're going to ask for proof. But, you know, they have said, listen, please don't come if you're not vaccinated. So there's one way to do it. That's kind of one extreme, right? Um, and I'm sure it'll piss somebody off, right? Like somebody, Oh, it can't not. It's Jersey, right? Right. It can't. There's no way that everyone's going to think that that's a great idea. Right. I mean, that's one way to handle it. And and I think in some ways that's like a really clear way to handle it. But I'll read to you an invitation. Someone else I know received a wedding invitation and it was just a regular wedding invitation for an 800 guest wedding. Really, really big wedding. That is a big wedding. Yeah. I mean, that's a big wedding. My wedding was 200. Way too many people. Yeah. I mean, 800, I don't even know if I know 800 people that I would <laughs> want in one room, but th- it was very interesting. So on the back of the envelope for the invitation, it said... Your safety and well-being is at the forefront of our minds. When responding, do so as if there were no specific guidelines. For updates and safety details, visit the name of the hall. So I take that to mean that they're telling their guests, listen, you're sort of at your own risk. We're, unless we're required to do something, we're not going to do anything special. You know, we'll abide by whatever the guidelines are. But because they're always changing, like we can't really promise you what those guidelines are going to be which I think is is also like a pretty responsible way to handle it. But the result was all of the relatives that got this invitation didn't know what it meant. So now all of the relatives are calling each other saying, what the hell does this mean? So it's too vague. It, I mean, I think it was just confu- yeah, it was confusing. Then I've heard other people say that they're sending out uninvitations, like, like invites. Like leave me alone? No, they're like, in other words, They're inviting people. Let's say they invite 200 people to the wedding. And then later, if they find out that the restrictions have changed or that people have not been vaccinated, they're actually sending people invitations. Like you are disinvited from my wedding because you have chosen to not get vaccinated. I wonder if that's going to change anyone's behavior. Like if you were really looking forward to your best friend's wedding after all these years and you're an idiot and won't get vaccinated for whatever stupid reason. Are you going to be shamed into getting the vaccine or are you going to hate on this person who was now your best friend but will no longer be your best friend? Well, having planned a wedding myself, uh, I'm positive it's going to break down both ways. I'm sure there'll be some people that feel like, let me just go with the flow, do what the masses are doing, not cause a rift and get the vaccine and just go to the wedding and not say anything about it. But you know That for every person that does that, there's going to be some cousin that has to take a stand and this is going to be the way that they show they don't trust the vaccine and it's going to cause a family problem for the next 20 years. My heart is really already going out to everyone who's pissing off their future in-laws over wanting to have a safe wedding because no matter, it's almost like no matter what you do, you know somebody's going to be annoyed about it. If you ask people to wear masks, somebody's going to get mad. If you ask them not to wear masks, somebody's going to get mad. Like, it's a no-win situation. Is there any breakdown of, like, how many people are trying to do outdoor only or indoor only or hybrid? I mean, that's probably a loaded question. I mean, I'm sure that um, 
you can get that information. Like, I don't know specifically how many people are doing that. But what I do know is that what people are doing is on their wedding websites through like the not.com or whoever, you know, sometimes they have their own websites. People are putting their COVID information on those websites. So they're saying, these are the restrictions for our area. This is what we will be doing. Our tables will be distanced. We will require a mask. Our venue is distanced or, or whatever their particular situation is. They're at least communicating it to people that way. And then, um, Different wedding venues or different wedding information websites and stuff are also sharing tips about like what you can do as a guest. And they're saying, you know, pay attention. You're going to make the choice whether or not to attend these events. But think about, well, where do you live and how bad are the COVID numbers? How long is the wedding? Right. If your wedding's in Michigan, you're probably fine. <laughs> right. And or like, you know, if it's a really small place and you're inside the whole time, you might feel different if it's maybe an outdoor ceremony. And I'm seeing what's happening is that the wedding couple is being, you know, in many cases, they are communicating extra. They're telling people what their floor plan is going to look like, whether the venue has outdoor availability, whether it's ventilated, whether it has high it ceilings. There's a lot of responsibility on the bride and groom. Oh my God. Can you imagine how annoying this must be? Like to be fielding constant phone calls from relatives asking every little minute question about what you're doing at your wedding. I mean, people drove me nuts for my wedding 20 years ago. And we weren't dealing with anything nearly as complicated as COVID. They wanted to know, like, was there going to be shrimp cocktail at the reception? And they ha everybody had questions to ask me. Right. And there was no COVID back then. There was no COVID. We were just dealing with regular wedding craziness. So I could only imagine. Lopping this on top of that. Yeah. I mean, it must be intense. And I bet you the venues are also dealing with a ton. You know, do, you, do you sign a liability waiver with a venue? I don't remember what we did at our wedding. Usually what happens is you have to have um, different kinds of insurance. Like your vendors all have to have insurance. And then some places, depending on like whether they have their own catering or whatnot, like you have to add them on a ride or to your own insurance. But I mean, you know, insurance and COVID is always a complicated thing because it's very difficult to sue someone for contracting a, a communicable disease. So unless the venue did something really crazy, it would be tough to hold them responsible anyway. But I, I mean, I just think, you know, given that these events could become super spreader events if managed improperly, it's so important to have good procedures, but also really difficult. So if our listeners out there are planning their weddings, call us. I want to hear the drama. I want to hear the crazy wedding COVID drama. All right. I, I read that with all the crap in India we talked about on last week's show, here we are with Pfizer shipping coronavirus vaccines to Canada. I hope they're also shipping to India, but why Canada and why now? So, you know, I looked into this to figure it's out. It's all Trudeau. He's just too good looking to not ship vaccines to Canada. <laughs> yes, indeed. So I don't think that the vaccines are being shipped by the United States government. They're being shipped by private companies who are manufacturing the vaccine. Oh, okay. So I imagine Canada just made a deal with them to buy it just like the U.S. government made a deal to buy it. Why are they late to bring in vaccines or have they been doing it the whole time? No, I think it just started. And I'm guessing that it's like the U.S. now has enough because now there's plenty of vaccines for everyone. So maybe it was like, okay, we're going to get our own masks on first, and then we're going to deal with sending it elsewhere. So I'm I'm thinking that that's what the situation was. Um, but last week, Pfizer started shipping doses um, made at the U.S. plant in Michigan, started shipping to Mexico, 
also shipping to Canada. Um, Two million doses expected in Canada each week in May. 2.4 million doses each week in June. And um, I mean, this is great because it's basically like we're all in this together. We're all helping each other out. You know, with more vaccines is more protection against COVID. So it's great. I, I know Canada just Canada just shut down again, just shut its borders. We can't go there to visit unless we're unless you're going to visit um, a family member, you know, a direct family member who's a Canadian citizen. So I'm hoping that Canada gets the vaccines, opens up the borders, and we could all go. My impression of Canada is that they could have done better. In what way? Well, they set a standard of what like not to do in the U.S. Typically, oh, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, it's I'm surprised. Like, and I'll tell you, I, I've been to Canada multiple times, and I always walked away from Canada just as a tourist with the same impression. And my impression always was, wow, this country really has its shit together. <laughs> really, I love it. I'm a huge fan of Canada, and um, and I'm surprised. I agree with you. I'm a little surprised that this is what happened COVID wise because didn't it seem like they were being very strict in the beginning? They were. As and I then recall. what happened? Yeah, and then what happened? It's all Manitoba's fault. Who? Manitoba. Saskatchewan? Alberta. It's Alberta's fault. It's a place, not a person. Those are provinces. Yes. Okay. Did we just have a geography lesson? (laughs) I'm very bad with geography. Nova Scotia. I'm good with- Ontario. Yes. I'm not- Vancouver. Look at you. You just have those- Saskatchewan. Stop it. Why do you have that stuff? The Northern Territories, Newfoundland. Can you do this with all countries? Just Canada. Just Canada. Oh, Canada. It's a rare skill. It is. It's not very marketable. There's another one up north by Newfoundland that I just never remember. It's like a little tiny one. I don't oh, know. Oh, Prince Edward Island. Yes, that's where Anne of Green Gables takes place. And and oysters. And oysters? Isn't there Prince Edward Island oysters? Yes. Yes, See? yes. Oh, my God. You're so weird. I don't know. That's You just went on a total tangent I, about Canada. What we're talking about espousing their virtues. Did you see that musical about the place in Canada, about Newfoundland? No. You have to see it. When, when Okay, when COVID is done and Broadway comes back, you're going to need to go see that musical Come From Away. Oh, yes. Yes, I've heard of it. Spectacular. Oh, my gosh. It is spectacular. And it is. it takes place in Newfoundland. And you will want to immediately go meet these people and love them. It is a wonderful story. It's a true story. It's amazing. Go see it. Done. All right. Not a sponsor. And it all comes down to this. Cartman was right. Blame Canada. And now some ads. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now we're back from the ads, and it's time for me to share the batshit conspiracy theory of the week. This is the fuckery section of today's vaccine. Oh, it's so bad. This is like fuckery and not fake news and everything that annoys me. So if there's a flat earth version of COVID vaccines, this doesn't even come close. No, it. this is bad. This is really bad. Um, and, and in fact, it was so ridiculous that the New York Times actually wrote an article just debunking it because it got very widespread, very fast. So here it is. I don't know if you've heard this, right? But this is the this is the insane conspiracy theory of the week. People have been spreading a claim that just standing near someone who has been vaccinated, if you are a woman, standing near a person been, who has been vaccinated is going to screw up your menstrual cycle. What? <laughs> yes. So if you are a woman standing next to a woman or a man who has been vaccinated, they are emanating some kind of like Chernobyl aura out of them to fuck up your uterus. Yes. Okay. And if you're pregnant, you could like have a miscarriage because you stood next to somebody who was vaccinated. Now, this is an actual thing going around that human beings are believing. Yeah. And people are really believing it. Like it's not a joke. It spread like wildfire on social media. And it, what was interesting about it is that as it spread, not only did the sort of basics of it spread, but even the why, like they had a whole scientific reason about why this is what happens. And here's what it was. It was, if you get vaccinated, your body makes proteins. And which is actually, that part of it is true, that that getting vaccinated, no matter which type of vaccine, it does create some kind of protein that helps you fight the virus, right? But in the conspiracy theory version of it, you make a virus, you make a protein, and then your body sheds the protein, and then the person next to you can inhale it as if it's like secondhand smoke. And then the person who inhales it has a reaction and their uterus just goes nuts. And that that's how it works. That sounds so scientifically valid. <laughs> yeah. And had that been peer-reviewed and published? Yeah. And what what is like sort of funny is that it was it sort of was funny to me that the New York Times went through it and was like, okay, crazies, we're gonna like talk to doctors and tell you why this can't happen. And the doctors were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like when you get a vaccine, you don't shed anything, you don't emanate anything. It couldn't work that way, no matter what the thing was. Like nothing happens. What you can shed is a virus. If you have the virus, but again, if you have the vaccine, that stops you from getting the virus. So it's like they took a little bit of the concept of virology and put it together with vaccines and then created this batshit kind of theory. So you get vaccinated and turn it into a radioactive plutonium rod. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, I understand now. And, and it was like the people commenting on this, they said, you know, it's not only is this obviously not true. But it's like it couldn't be true. It's not even how anything works. I think they said this is like saying standing next to someone vaccinated makes you get struck by lightning. Like it has absolutely no relationship to reality whatsoever. I mean, I've read that if you get vaccinated, you're more likely to buy a Subaru, not a sponsor. <laughs> well, and what what is 
sort of comical to me is, you know, what they're saying is, by the way, ladies, lots of things can disrupt your menstrual cycle. You might just be stressed. And if you are a batshit conspiracy theory enthusiast, perhaps you should just calm the fuck down because maybe that's what's screwing up your cycles. Or go bark at the moon or something. Maybe that's what's doing it. But it's not the vaccine and it's not standing next to somebody with the vaccine. This is even further tipping the scales on we should just get rid of social media. Yeah, honestly, yeah. This is, you know, I'm actually a fan of social media generally. I love seeing pictures of people's kids. I love seeing cat videos. But this is a real strong argument. Like, we shouldn't even have this. If this is what people are going to do with it, this is why we can't have nice things. And and what was interesting is that, you know, the people who insisted that this really happened, it was like 10,000 people that shared it. And, they you know, it, it became like an urban myth right away. But here is there is a sort of a really dark side to this that really, really troubled me. And, um, you know, it, it, it is about Florida. Finally, I was waiting for the Florida moment. You knew it was going to get there, right? There was a private school in Florida that told its employees that if they got vaccinated, they weren't allowed to interact with students because, quote, we have at least three women with menstrual cycles that have been impacted after having spent time with a vaccinated person. So the school believed it, enough to prohibit their employees from being around students. I understand that this is a probably a private school because they probably could not get away with this. I mean, it's Florida, but public school could probably not get away with this. Is that illegal? Well, private schools can make their own rules. So as long as their, their rules are, in most cases, they can't discriminate, but only on the basis of like race and religion and stuff like that. So it, probably they can do it. I mean, they can be crazy. This wouldn't be the first crazy thing that a private school ever did. It's just intensely stupid. I mean, this takes like the we won't bake a cake for a gay couple bakery thing to a whole new level. Whole new level. And I'll tell you, you know, I mean, I hope the school's not teaching science because like, I mean, I really hope that there's, I hope it's like a nursery school, you know, and that they're not teaching anything sophisticated because this is like really scary to me. I mean, just the human condition of how you can be so manipulated and so swayed without having any semblance to ask why or ask for proof. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really, um, it, it's frightening. And, and I feel like, like, if you look at this particular situation, um, you know, obviously this, this crazy theory spread on social media. Obviously it's not scientifically sound at all. Like if you did scientific research, there's no way that you found that there was any kind of credible source saying that this was real. So what did this school administrator do to research this. Obviously, somebody saw it on social media and just decided it was true based on I don't know what. And that's a scary state of affairs. That's, you know, to make any kind of employment or education decision that way is so irresponsible. I wouldn't be surprised if what they end up getting on their hands is some private lawsuits, either from parents demanding tuition back, from the employees for violating some kind of employment standards. Honestly, I hope they get sued because I would want them to learn their lesson to base their decisions on real information. Cite your sources and check twice. Yeah. And, you know, make sure you know what website you're going to, not just like, you know, crazycrazy.com or something. (laughs) (laughs) You know, injectable, injectusswithrobots.com, like whatever, like, no, just, just check it out. The best thing you can do is check out multiple types of sources, you know, if you find the same thing on in print media and uh, I, I get a feeling media. these people are not listening to the show. 
Well, no, they all, these people already hate me. So. <laughs> I think we're talking to people that kind of know what's going on and can check their sources. Right. And, and you know what you can do? You can try to like, I feel like anyone who says they don't want you to know this, that's like the first, there's your sign. It's like uh, tinfoil hat people. Yeah, right. The, right. This is total tinfoil hat people. But, you know, I, really for our listeners, because these are really not our listeners, but for our listeners, I, we, we probably should have done a segment like, how do you deal with people yes. <laughs> that, that think this way? On the next exciting episode of Vaxxon, tell us how the hell do you deal with crazy batshit people in COVID times? Yeah, I do shots. <laughs> vaccine, vaccine shots and then a little bourbon. There you go. <laughs> Well, this concludes our fabulous broadcast day here on Vaxon and Lure Nanos. Thank you for joining me as always. Thank you, Matt. This is Matthew Zachary. I'm signing off for the first time. I don't know why I'm signing off, but I'm signing off. And remember, you too can get your greatest COVID life hacks here by learning to piss your pants during the LSATs. See you next week. That's all for today, folks. If you like today's show, the conversation continues on Twitter at VaxonPod. That's V-A-X-O-N pod. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and tell all your friends to listen. Vaxon is a product of Offscript Media. Our executive producers are Matthew Zachary and Alora Nanos. Our senior producers are Brianna Seeley and Andrew McDowell. It is mixed and edited by Brianna Seeley. Our theme music is by Chair Model. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscript.com. Hit us up at contact at offscript.com to share comments, feedback, and make recommendations. For more information, visit offscript.com. <laughs>